Welcome back to Show Talk, the place where I talk, you talk, and we talk about shows. Today we are running right into episode 7 of The Magicians, the Mayakovsky circumstance. I know I probably pronounced that wrong, but you know what it is. And can you believe we are 7 episodes in already? We are more than halfway through with this season. So much has happened, and yet not enough. (laughs) But, of course, we get a little bit more development character-wise this episode. Relationships confirm and break this episode. And we even get a little sneak peek into the Beast coming back from his hiatus. So I'm excited to see where that's going to go. But like always, let's go into a quick recap of what happened in episode 6. So the last time we saw the Break Bills group and Julia, Julia had just been looking for revenge against Marina in efforts to get the spells that she helped steal from Break Bills. And she met a new friend, Hannah. They were doing spells together. They were having fun. Okay, they were bonding. But Marina is not someone to be played with, okay? She is very dangerous. In fact, when we thought that Julia and Hannah actually succeeded in stealing the spells from Marina, it was actually casted with a very dangerous spell that got Hannah killed. I mean, there was blood everywhere. And that's where we left off Julia, honestly, with a dead body and just stress. On the other side of break bills, you know, all bets are off because the teachers are away and the seniors are here to play. A lot of the students are put on trials to see if they can succeed in being a magician once they're out of break bills university. If they've grown into adults that they are now that they have magic. So in these trials, they kind of learn a little bit more about what magic is because they feel like that's the whole concept of the show. It's to learn what magic is and reflect it on your own life as an actual viewer. But some of the things they learn is that magic, you have to cheat. You got to do whatever it takes to be able to succeed and to know that you want it. You got to learn to work with your group as partners and you have to learn to be truthful in what magic really is. It's pain and you got to own up to that pain. Now, although it seems easy, no one was unscathed in this episode. Okay, Quentin and Alice seem to have been getting closer, but Q realized that, you know, he's been running his whole life. It's time for him to stop. Alice realizes that she's a lot stronger than people think she is, and maybe it's time to start letting the claws on loose. Uh, We have... Penny, who admits that he's in love with Katie, he's he's being vulnerable in a way that we've never seen him so far throughout this season. And we have Katie, who admits the truth about Marina, a little bit about the fact that she's been using Penny and break bills to protect herself, basically, from the claws of the hedge witches. But that doesn't come without a cost. Although she was truthful, Penny no longer feels like he can trust her. This relationship looks like it's over and I'm already sad because I'm here for Patty. Is that their, is that their ship name? Patty? What, what other word can I get? Kenny? Yeah, we're not going to like Kenny. But somebody make a ship, ma- ship name for Katie and Penny because I love them so much and they deserve to be together. So that's all we really had for episode 
six. It was a, a little bit of death, a little bit of truth, some of this and some of that. And it just breaks down a little bit more in this episode. You get to see Alice and Quinn come together a little bit more. Penny and Katie, it's an up and down roller coaster with them, like always. And a little bit of Julia as well. We also get to dive in a little bit more into Margot and Elliot's relationship. I don't talk about them a lot because they don't come up a lot uh, throughout this season so far. And I'm hoping that now that we're seeing a little bit more into their relationship and who they are to each other, that they're going to become more stable characters that we'll see throughout the rest of the season and through further seasons. Now with that in mind, we're probably going to break down this episode uh, recap a little differently. I think we should start off with what's going on with Julia because we didn't get to see so much of her this uh, this episode. So no prayers for Julia. Okay, maybe a little bit of prayers for Julia. So you know what? Let's put in right now prayers for Julia. There you go, your prayers for Julia. I hope those of you who's still praying for her, pray for her a little harder because things look like it's about to be a little crazy for our girl um, the next couple episodes. So pray strong and pray hard. But also, I hope you guys put in a little prayer for Hannah there because she did die last episode in coming contact with Julia. And I'm just saying Julia's a little dangerous right now too. But we also have to remember that she's Katie's mom. So, you know, if you're praying for Hannah, you're praying for Katie a little bit because girl's struggling. So we're going to go into that a little bit more. Uh, we're going to jump into what's going on in break bills after they turned into geese and flew off into who knows where. Uh, see how the characters, you know, turn back into humans. I don't know. And then we're going to go into what's going down with Margot and Elliot, their relationships and how that is going to bring us into the next episode with possibly the beast. So we have a lot to break down. So I hope all of you guys are just bearing with me as we get down right into it. So the last place we left Julia is running away from Hannah's corpse after calling 911 to see if she could save her. Fast forward to this episode, we see her in a precinct uh, being interrogated about what happened. So apparently what it's looking like is the a real life muggle version is that Hannah probably had a brain hemorrhage and that's how she died. But Julia knows otherwise, and she is a wreck, basically. But she can't point the finger towards Marina because magic was involved. And other than that, there's no there's no way you can say that it was a murder. Which, you know, should not be taken lightly because if Marina knows that Julia is alive, for all we know, she might be coming for Julia next. So... Our girl's going to need to be looking behind her back for who knows how long until everything just blows over. But until then, she is being watched over by her sister. Who knew Julia had a sister? I didn't know Julia had a sister. But she's being watched over by her sister because her family is worried. Apparently, her mom is some kind of politician and her sister is worried that if Julia doesn't get help from her, her mom's going to have to intervene. And it looks like mental health issues have a history in her family, like her mother possibly locking up her father in an institution for mental health issues. And her sister is honestly worried that that might be the next course of action taken against Julia just so her mother can save face in the light of her 
political campaign. Now, I don't know what is up with mothers in this this show, but like so far, pretty negative, zero stars, okay? We have Katie's mom who basically sold her own daughter, Julia's mom who doesn't really care about her daughter. I'm worried, okay? Who else are we gonna meet that's a hot mess? I mean, no wonder all these kids end up magicians. Their families are struggling, okay? I can feel the pain from here. And it looks like Julia agrees to, you know, not want to cross paths with her mom and decides to take up her sister's offer and getting help. Now, I don't know what that means, if she's going to get treatment somewhere in a place like Q did, that mental institution we saw, or if it might be a whole new thing altogether. But I guess we'll see next episode because that's kind of where we leave off for Julia. On the other side of the the globe really break bills students go from geese to antarctic students because they are sent over to antarctica to study under the great mayakovsky so apparently he's one of the greatest magicians there ever was but he is stuck within antarctica and is still a teacher we don't really know much about him but other than the fact that he is supposedly supposed to unlock these kids true potential as magicians and he starts that off with the test uh the hammer charm of lagrand which is basically where you use your magic to be able to pound a nail into a board and you would think that it was a simple test it's something that they've already learned in school they know how to say the enchantment they know how to do the spell but he removes their voice in ways that makes it a lot difficult for them to do the spell it's kind of like their voice is a clutch that they've been holding on to to make magic some kind of physical thing that they can touch and be able to to do but he kind of opens it up for them to make it more as a magic like an internal being within them something that's throughout their entire bodies that they have control of that they have a limited amount of and it's just more than what they've been able to do at break bills so i really like this concept i like this concept of letting go of physical connections to magic and just owning it as who they are so that's pretty cool and i may not like him as a person because he just seems like a crazy drunk guard to me right now but as a teacher that's pretty spot on and it turns out the spell although they know it and they know how to do it they are having a lot more trouble than they thought they were going to even alice can't do the spell right off the bat and i think it's because they have a lot going on Alice and Q obviously have some tension that's going on that they need to resolve because it's thick. You can cut it with a knife. And then Katie and Penny. Katie has been trying to reach out to Penny for the entirety of this episode, trying to get him to talk to her, to let him know where she stands in their relationship and that she really does care for him. But Penny's not having it. He's already been fooled once, maybe twice from her. And he already can't trust people as easily as the other students. So this blow that the last episode put on him is is really big damper on this relationship that they had. And Mykoskovi, he sees this. He sees what's going on between Katie and Penny. He sees what's going on between Alice and Q. And he honestly tries to just get them to get their ish together because they're magicians and they can't let 
these physical things really get into the way of their abilities. So he actually goes out and pairs Q and Alice for multiple tasks, one of them being controlling fireflies and through like electrical circuits. He even goes as far as turning them into foxes so that they can get out their animalistic feelings towards each other once and for all. And it seems like they work, okay? Alice and Q, they're pretty tied up at this moment. Um, for all of you who've been shipping them since season one, you've gotten your wish because it looks like they are closer than ever. And it seems like it's doing wonders for their magic as well. Katie and Penny, it seems that Katie is willing to not let Penny go. She puts down her wards on what she's been hiding and lets Penny in once and for all. And he sees everything. He sees what happens to Marina. He sees what happens with her, her mom, like everything that she's done and why she's done it. And it seems like their relationship is about to be stronger than ever. And Penny has an idea to get Marina out of the picture once and for all. He thinks that if he steals a crazy artifact that has big magical power, that he can bribe Marina into letting Katie go once and for all. However, that requires stealing from Makoskovy. So they know that if they do this, there's no turning back. There's no going back to break bills. There's no pretending as if nothing's changed. And they're okay with that as long as they're, they're together. And Penny is a-okay with Astro projecting them into Bora Bora for their own little mini vacation once and for all. However, Katie gets caught at the last minute by McCoskovy letting her know that with her wards down, he's finally able to see everything on her end as well. And apparently, Hannah's death has been brought back to Break Bill's attention. They didn't know that Hannah was Katie's mom then, but they know now. And it stinks that Katie now has to hear this news from someone she doesn't even know, someone she doesn't even trust. She's miles away from her own little home that she's called Break Bills, and she can't even go back because she's been banished or about to be punished for the crimes that she's committed for her mom against her will. And McCoskey lets her know that he's on her side, basically. He understands that what she went through, it wasn't her fault, and he doesn't agree with Break Bill's ideas in punishing her. So he gives her a choice. Leave Penny so that he can continue on his studies to become the greatest traveler possible because he knows how dangerous it is. And to run, to make a decision, to have her magic with whatever level that it is now and be free, finally. And she does just that. She runs. She leaves a note for Penny, just simply saying that she's sorry. But Penny, of course, doesn't understand what that means and thinks that Katie has basically just betrayed him again, even when he finally thought that he was getting through to her. Now, as all the kids are getting back to break bills, they are one student down and Penny is angry. So who knows what's going to happen to Katie from now on, what she's going to do, where she's going to go, if break bills might actually go after her. And what that means for Penny and Katie's relationship if they ever do meet up again. With everything crazy that just went down in Antarctica, you think that that was it? No, because there was so much that went down in break bills between Margot and Elliot, we had to save the best for last. 
there is trouble in paradise because Marco and Elliot are going through tough times. Where they were first supposed to be planning a trip to Ibiza together, the plans have been put on hold with the new development of a character that's popped up out of nowhere, and his name is Mike. Now, Elliot, right off the bat, is very attracted to Mike. They seem to have something going on. But the closer they get to one another, the further Elliot and Margot get from one another. And it's sad because these two are a pair. You can't have yin without your yang, and that's who these two are. It comes to the point where they don't even end up going to Ibiza together. Margot ends up taking Todd when Elliot decides to stay with Mike. Now, I think this relationship between Mike and Elliot is moving on way too fast because they've literally met each other for about, what, two days, maybe three? And they're already defining the relationship, pushing Margot out of the picture. Uh, who even is Mike? And that's the question I've been asking the entire time I've had to see this section of the show. Because Mike came out of nowhere and all of a sudden, Elliot is enthralled. And Elliot doesn't seem like someone to get attached right off the bat. So it gets even more confusing the fact that he's just continuously pushing Margot away, someone who's been by his side since he even came to break bills for this newcomer. You start to think that maybe Mike isn't who he says he is when there's a moth that flies into Elliot and Mike's room and lands on Mike. He goes to the mirrors, all of a sudden his eyes start glowing blue, and we think that maybe he has some kind of connections with the beast because moths, blue eyes, suspicious. And maybe Elliot's not really in love with him. Maybe this is just a spell that the beast has created to infiltrate himself into break bills. That's my only explanation as to why Elliot's treating Margot like this. I'm sorry, I'm taking this way too personally because I just love Margot and Elliot together. They're a friendship pair that I don't want ruined. And Mike is getting in the way and it's really getting on my nerves. And what are we gonna do if it turns out that Mike really is part of the beast? And nobody knows, no one knows so far. Margot's gone, so she can't protect Elliot. And Elliot's too enamored to even tell if something good or something bad's going on. And it might even be just because of a spell. We're all gonna have to be on our guards with the next couple episodes with who Mike is and how much he's going to insert himself within this show. Who knows how long he's gonna be here and if he's really controlled by the beast, then the beast is watching everything that's happening. And all the kids are back too. Penny's back, Quentin's back, Alice is back. So he has clear eye view on everyone that, you know, might be against him. So who knows what's going down. But that's it. That's everything that's happened this episode. And I'm ready for episode eight. I feel like we're going to be moving a lot more faster when it comes to what's going on with the Beast and Fillory. And that just means that it's about to go down and we need to prepare ourselves. But other than that, what did you guys think of this episode? Did you like it? Did you hate it? I kind of like the fact that we got to see different perspectives. You know, I like to see all my characters together. So seeing Elliot and Margot grow or grow apart was a good episode for me. Seeing everything that's happening between Alice and Quentin, you know, that something might be bonding there. So who knows how that goes. And even seeing Penny and Katie together. I love it so much. And I can't, I can't wait to see how much they grow together as characters, whether they're coming apart with the beast coming or coming together 
uniting as a common force as episodes continue. I really hope that Julia gets the help that she needs in the next couple episodes because Magic is not her friend, okay? She needs a break. Katie, I hope Katie comes back, okay? She, she doesn't deserve to be kicked out of break bills after everything that she went through and it was finally her safe space and she was finding someone to, that she could count on and depend on and we just snatched that right away from her. That, that's so rude. Um, but tell me what you guys thought. If you guys have questions, if you want to answer any of my questions that I have on here, check out my website at showtalk.blog for where I'm streaming and what episodes I'm posting and what shows that are coming up next. Or with the hashtag showtalkpodcast on Twitter, I will be looking at that regularly and answering you guys as I release more questions or release more episodes. We'll just go from there. So like I always say, if you like this episode, if you like this show, if you like me, share it with all your friends, with all your family. But as always, keep on talking.